Welcome to Seeds, a show where we talk about purpose with inspiring people making a positive impact with their lives. We are particularly interested in social enterprises and entrepreneurs. We will listen to them reflect on their journeys and take time to dig deeper in order to better understand what really motivates their choices. Hey everyone, welcome along to the show. Today we get a chance to speak with Angela Southern, who has an idea for a loyalty program that would raise money for the benefit of charities. Now this interview ended up being a little bit different because I did offer some challenges for Angela as we were speaking. I totally understood her heart and what it is that she's trying to do, which is to reduce poverty and also to help New Zealand achieve the Sustainable Development Goals. But I did have some cautions that we talk about in the podcast about the way that she was going about doing it. I think you'll find it quite a fascinating interview to listen to. And I do want to emphasize that I got confirmation from Angela a couple days ago that she did want to go ahead and air this interview. For those listening, I think it will raise a number of issues. And I also wanted to read out the update that Angela sent me in July of 2018, which is when this will be aired. What she said was, Since you interviewed me, I'm pleased to update you that my trip to Africa was successful, as expected. I met with Dr. Belay Begishaw, General Director of the Sustainable Development Center for Africa, and discussed further a partnership with the center to help us promote the charity fundraising loyalty program to a global audience, with the goal of regularly bringing many billions than trillions to help toward the achievement of the Sustainable Development Goals. I'm delighted to announce that we can expect a partnership to be formed in the near future once we have all the necessary paperwork in order. I look forward to providing you with updates over the coming months. Kind regards, Angela. Now, I realize that none of this is probably making much sense to you as the listener, and this isn't a typical episode, but as we get through the interview, you'll realize why I've had this long introduction, and it will start making more and more sense as we get further through that. So without further ado, let's dive into the interview with Angela. Right, so it's a pleasure to welcome Angela Southern here today. Um, on this podcast, what we do is we talk about purpose and we talk about different initiatives that people are involved in. So I'm really keen to hear about what you have planned, what you'd like to achieve, um, and also understand where you've come from and um, what's led you to be trying things. Um, so if we can just start from the beginning and you can tell us a little bit about your background, um, like where did you grow up, for example? Okay, um, Stephen, I grew up in a, um, a com- community known then and now um, to house families living on low income. Mm-hmm. And that was for 17 years, so my entire sc- school life. Mm-hmm. And I, so I experienced the, the, um, f- the fallouts, if you want to use that term, for um, living in poverty. I was without a mother from the age of five, so our father raised us, and that was a real struggle. Um, Each day we experienced that. Um, So growing up, I always knew that I would want to do something um, to help people, Um, yeah, for for the reason that I, um, I said growing up in poverty. Um, so throughout the years I've, I've done just that, I've done what I can, but, um, and I've always had a, a, a love for, for animals, so um, animal welfare was another um, passion of mine mm. and something that I wanted to have close to me growing up. Um, now, I... And just thinking about that childhood, um, what... 
Tell us a little bit more about what it was like and what opportunities were open to you and what opportunities were not open to you as a result of growing up with poverty. Okay, well, the, um, the results not open to me were many. Mm. Um, when you're in an environment like that, you, you don't experience what a lot of um, people that are on a, on, on a decent income experience. You know, you don't, you don't have outings, you don't have treats, you go without meals, um, you don't have lunch, you don't have shoes. So that was a norm for us and for all the, us children in the community um, of Otangarei. Sorry, did it it's again. Okay. Yeah, and um, so it wasn't, and I left home when I was 17 right. and went to Auckland and that, you know, that was just a, a whole new world and I started working there and, you know, and then knew the value of having money. Um, but the hardships are back then are the same that are experienced now. Mm. And we see um, a Prime Minister, Dern, she's, she's known it, she grew up in, in um, a similar environment and so it's always been close to her heart to do something. If, and now she can, which is why she's now um, got the, the Ministry for child for Reducing Child Poverty. Um, yeah, and I love my father dearly and I could see the struggle that happened and, mm. yet, and yet we're just kids, we can't do much. We, we just have to live within that environment and, and struggle along with everyone else. But um, the opportunity came about where I could do something in my adult years, mm -hmm. and that's what I'm doing. Yeah, and we'll continue so, doing. So, tell us a little bit about what you've done as an adult. Um, before we talk about your plans for the future, sure. um, just tell us a little bit about some of the initiatives that you've been involved in. Um, well, I've always done something uh, over the years in the community. Mm. But in 2010, I started a fundraising company and um, wanted to help um, raise funds. Uh, the first uh, was in 2010 to raise funds to help Pike River. Mm -hmm. And then uh, shortly after that, um, a local need for our emergency helicopters, they were in desperate need of funding. So I developed a fundraising, I designed a fundraising program and um, over three months I was able to raise quite, quite a, um, a few thousand dollars for them at that time they needed funds for maintenance mm. on one of the helicopters. Um, so there, there was a privilege there. Um, previously I'd fundraise for our local um, SPCA and the local Native Bird Recovery Centre, like I mentioned before, animal welfare was, is, was and is still very important to me. Mm. Um, and then I had to concentrate on raising my family. So the, the, the fundraising company sort of not, didn't do a lot um, for a few years. Um, but then there was the, um, a lot of, uh, probably about five years ago, or maybe more, um, there was a big, on the, the, the government's, uh, government's agenda, I, I'm not sure, but anyway, from the, the nation about the, po the child poverty problem that exists. Mm -hmm. And the, the um, 
um, the children's commissioners, the, the poverty reports that come out mm -hmm. um, annually, really showed just how bad child poverty was and that there wasn't anything um, really um, on the table that would show that there was going to be a, a significant reduction in child poverty um, for quite some time without uh, you know, a cumulative um, effort on the part of many across all mm. sectors mm. to pull together to try and, and help reduce child poverty. And, and of course, and because of your own background, that was a, a, a area that you care about, right? Yes. Like that's the, yeah. the link between. Yeah. That that is the link, yeah. and of course, then there was there was um like Kids Can was a first child poverty charity, uh, on the block, if I could use that term, and then there have been many smaller ones throughout time where mm. communities, you know, mums just wanting to get lunches or fruit into schools or um, just rallying together because people have big hearts mm. and, and they want to do something. Mm. And so that um, drove me along with um, reading in the paper about um, our local SPCA needed $10,000 a month. Um, they were, no, yeah, they were short $10,000 a month. Mm -hmm. And if they weren't able to get those funds in, um, they needed to close, close locally SPCA. Right. Um, so I asked my husband if I could raise funds, and he said, "Okay, I'll give you a little time." So I, I did that, and that um, I used a, a, the cold call uh, method of fundraising. But because I only had limited time, I needed to hand the reins over to the to the girls there um, in the office. So they learnt the art of cold calling. Uh, and um, cold calling really works. So we, you know, uh, however, some people are not cut out for cold calling. Right. And What makes a good cold caller person? <laughs> oh, I guess, well... I've been the recipient of know. calls. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm just curious from your perspective, you know, to being the one who makes the calls. Well, you're, is there yeah, well, you, you'd agree, wouldn't you, that that the women or the men on the other end have a, have a, like an exuberance about them, a mm -hmm. real enthusiasm a, and a belief in that what they're doing is the right, sort of, right thing to do. Mm -hmm. So I, I think um, that's one key, key element. But the thing is that we're all individuals and some of us just can't re relate on that level mm. that doesn't mean that, that they don't have a heart for the work they're just better suited to doing it in a you know in a different in a different manner yeah. so um and I s I'm still doing that today right. to be honest with yeah. um with what we're doing currently um now where was have I answered your question mm. well I think we were talking about the different things that you've been involved in so that's yeah. That's a great overview of different things. Mm, mm. And so just talking about the global situation and your plans for how you could help that, why, oh, don't, sure. why don't you outline some of those ideas maybe? In oh, okay. Uh, just picking, yeah, sure. Um, picking up on where I left off. So um, with child poverty and animal welfare mm. um, struggling, this is several years ago, um, I, th and having raised money, mm. fundraise, fundraising um, for these causes, I 
decided to start a, uh, start a charity, to found a charity. Sure. And that was in 2000... It's okay. Gone? It's a while ago. You can make up the number. It's a while I won't ago. Know. <laughs> <laughs> and it was called the New Ze- um, the New Zealand oh, 2015 um, called the New Zealand Network Charitable Trust. Okay. Um, and uh, its mission was to use a, a loyalty fundraising program. Um, incidentally, I used a loyalty fundraising program to raise the thousands of dollars for our helicopter service in mm-hmm. Whangarei. Mm-hmm. So I just developed a, a different loyalty fundraising program um, that could operate so that um, funds could come in um, through the loyalty program and go to help child poverty um, on the ground mm-hmm. here in New Zealand, um, so working alongside other charities to do the same, um, but also as an umbrella body uh, for animal welfare, that meaning that we, animal welfare agencies already exist, so we weren't going in to, to do any money, we were going to help fund them and give them resources um, through the, the funds that came in through this loyalty program. Um, however, it just didn't, gain traction for a couple of reasons because the concept was was and still is um, a very different from the traditional um, operations of a charity because generally charities receive their funding through uh, grants um, some through government um, and there's the the philanthropic arm that supports charities um, and then there are donations so whilst we um, and we're a registered charity we're registered with charity services so whilst we um, operate in the traditional sense we knew that for a, a problem as big as child poverty um, and with government saying we just don't have funds enough to, to stretch to, to like feed all the children mm. in low DSL schools. Um, and donor fatigue exists. We all have experienced it. Um, there are 26, over 26,000 charities here in New Zealand um, and everyone's holding their hands out f- for donations. Mm-hmm. And there are many, you know, families, individuals, businesses are very generous and they do donate. But donations are never going to be enough to fund the enormous um, mm-hmm. need um, for reducing child poverty, for mm. example. So your, vision, so your vision or your mission is child poverty, reducing child poverty. That's the main goal? Um, or is it, was, it still to do with it is, animals it is, as well? Or is it no, because um, um, we... Oh, it will be. I'll, I'll, I'll get there. Mm. It will be. So we were we were the New Zealand Network Charitable Trust, but then in 2015, um, the the world leaders came together uh, at a summit it held at the United Nations. Uh, as a, as headed the 2030 agenda agenda for the Sustainable Development Goals. Because because the the, the charity as it was then, which was to operate just in New Zealand, mm-hmm. was. Um, not really taking off, um, and people people couldn't get their some could get their head around the co- the fundraising concept, um, um, but 
because the fundraising concept of the loyalty program lends itself very well to a global application, mm -hmm. um, we decided to change um, what was originally only to operate in New Zealand to fund reducing child poverty mm -hmm. and helping animal welfare agencies. Um, we now opened it up so that the, fu the loyalty fu um, fundraising program could could um, operate outside of New Zealand as well. So right. we changed our name. Um, so we're legally known now as the Global Network Support Charitable Trust. Okay. Um, so can I just ask a question there? So in terms of New Zealand, New Zealand's a great place to test things and yep. make sure that it'll work. Yep. But it sounds like it didn't work in New Zealand. So I'm just curious about the it, how you'd jump to be, being a global network as well. Sure. How would how would that fit? Okay. Um, well, then we come down to the social enterprise mm -hmm. um, operation. Um, before we could get become a register, we always knew we we needed to be a registered charity. Mm -hmm. You know, it was important because um, as a registered charity, you have to be transparent, um, accountable, and um, if you don't, if you're not, then you'll be um, deregistered with charity services. Sure. Because originally we wanted to bring the the fundraising um, the fundraising program uh, have it operated by the charity, mm -hmm. but charity services said no. Um, if you want to be registered, you need to um, use a second legal entity mm -hmm. to operate the loyalty program and then give the profits to the charity. So I said, well, it just so happens that I have a, a fundraising company. Um, can we use that? And they said, well, yes. So that's how that all started. Um, and and we, the, the, the business model for the, the loyalty program mm -hmm. is, is essentially still the same as it was in the first instance, um, except it's now designed for a global audience. Sure. And um, so what we have here is a, is a charity slash social enterprise strategy mm -hmm. in the form of a fundraising loyalty program. Mm -hmm. And we have the social enterprise arm of the charity, which is my company, AIMS Supporter Services Limited. Mm -hmm. It has, it has um, sole responsibility of running the loyalty program. And then um, it is co um, contracted to the charity and it will give 90% of the profit to the charity. So that's with my social enterprise hat on. Mm -hmm. um, so we give 90% over to the charity. So with my charitable hat on, um, our charity will then use those funds that come in um, and operate largely as a funder, a, a don donor hyphen funder. Mm, like impact investor type? No, there's nothing to do with investment. Okay. There's no investment here. It is donation okay. only. Sure. So we, we, don't we don't operate with government funding. Mm -hmm. We don't, um, for this loyalty program. So you give the money away. Yes. Right. So the money will be, there's, there's no need for investment investment. Um, or donor funding for yep. this particular operation. While we operate, while our charity does take in donations and issue tax receipts and, and invoices, mm -hmm. um, and that that takes place now. This this part of the the our 
charities fundraising campaign, the loyalty program, doesn't require government investment or donor funding. Sure. So all the funding that will that the don the money that will come to the charity will be donated by AIM Supporter Services. Right. Yep. And then um, will be and then the charity will donate funds to cha- other charities um, and not for profits. Mm. Um, operating on the ground in developing lands. Mm-hmm. Um, also to help um, the humanity aid um, in that area where they have teams, school teams operating on the ground, they have um, systems in place. We're not here to do the work that they do and do yeah. well. We're here to f- um, fund the continuance of that work. Sure. So that's what we will be doing. So we'll be partnering going forward. We'll be partnering with many, many of those. You know, the, the big um, international NGOs. You know, like Oxfam, um, um, the Fred Hollows. Many, many of them. Of course, there'll be partnerships will need to be formed. But we're here to the the, the largest part of our work is to operate as a funder. Mm. So yeah. the money that you get in from the royalty scheme and the way that that works is you're going to be giving it to people on the ground who can then use it for reducing global poverty or education or whatever climate it is. Climate change. Climate change climate could change. be any of the yes, sustainable any, development that's goals. That's right. Yeah, yeah anything yeah. Yeah, that yeah. are aligned with those. Yeah, so the theory makes sense to me. I, I'm very fine with that. I'm just curious about the the reality of it in terms of You've tried it here in New Zealand, but hadn't you said it? The, yeah. the model hadn't worked. Yes. But but rather than oh, I could be wrong, so I, I'm just That's I'm just this is my question: is if it didn't work on a New Zealand level, and you want to expand it to a global level, um, in my experience, it's hard to do it that way round. It's better if you can prove that it works on a small scale and yeah. then grow from there. Um, what's your take on that? You're absolutely right there, um, except we are, have got limited resources, staff, staffing resources. Mm-hmm. And it's not to say that we won't do that, mm. um, but as you know, social enterprise here in New Zealand, we're behind the rest of the world, 10, 15 years behind the rest of the world. Are we catching up yet? Mm. Are we? I think so. You think so? So yeah. maybe 10? 10 <laughs> years? The, thing, the reality is that when I started this two years ago, it was um, social enterprise was not a known thing. It's still relatively yeah, foreign relatively to, to many. Mm-hmm. Um, and certainly the concept, the loyalty concept for fundraising is, is strange. Um, so uh, we... I know that, and since since going outside of New Zealand, like for example, this 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 week, I'm waiting to hear back from the Sustainable Development Goals Centre in Africa. Mm-hmm. We've asked to partner with them um, and use their influence to help us uh, with our awareness, global awareness, awareness and call to action campaign. Right because the SDGs are better known outside of New Zealand. Yeah. Um, but so but your, your aim is to, do, to have this global network mm-hmm. and to raise money from other parts of the world as well as New Zealand? Or it's a, it is a global. Okay, let me just explain the business model of the, so, the social enterprise. Sure. It's, um, 
we're all familiar with loyalty programs. Mm-hmm. We've all got cards in our wallets. I do, um, yeah. Yeah, many of them. A familiar one is like, um, to all of us is the oh, flybys mm-hmm. and the AA cards. So, um, now, so if you look at that globally, um, there are hundreds of millions of people with that are members of loyal, uh, one scheme or another. Um, this is re- this is very similar. It, it has it has its differences, but it is it is just a loyalty program. Mm-hmm. But the the difference about with this one is that the funds from this loyalty program will not be going to shareholders. Um, the funds will be going to the the stakeholders, and most of those being the recipients, the ones that are living in extreme poverty, or that need um, clean energy, etc., in developing lands. Mm. So what? Um, so the, and the business model has been built on features that um, other business models that are successful today and have been for quite some time. So we've mm. taken features from various business models and pulled them all together for this particular loyalty program. And this is how it works. Um, normally with a charity, we, we have a hands out for a donation. We receive a donation and we're thankful and we issue a tax receipt. So the loyalty program is an alternative to giving a donation and as as an alternative it will afford many that would otherwise not be able to give a donation the, it will afford them the opportunity to help um, fund you know um, social issues that are important to them mm. and that in the right circumstances they would fund but they they simply can't they yeah. just they just can't so this alternative um, allows individuals and businesses to become a member of this loyalty program. And with, as with many loyalty programs, you pay a membership fee. And then you can receive loyalty rewards, whatever they be with the, the loyalty program. Like you can, um, most loyalty programs, you, you accumulate points and then you get, with those points, you're able to purchase items or reduce yeah. or discounts, etc. Yeah. Whereas in this case, um, the members will pay a, law, um, a membership fee. Then um, 90% of the profits, let's just, just say um, the membership fee. Well, uh, well, one of the membership fees is a regional fee. Like here in Auckland, Auckland is going to be broken up into about um, six regions. So say, where are we? We're in central Auckland. So central Auckland will have a, have a, um, a boundary. So if you live with inside that boundary and you become um, a, a member you'll pay $115 a year um, as a, to be a member and you will get a membership card and you'll be able to use it anywhere within your um, zone, your region, um, to get back the cost of your membership fee and discounts or instant discounts or, or special offers yep. from businesses that have signed up in support of the charities work. Mm. Okay. So that and way. In terms of the businesses that have signed up, um, what sort of partners have you got 
involved? Yeah. Well, they're not partners. Okay. The, the, the charity has nothing. Aims. What, what it is is. I meant the word partner in a sense of um, people who will be part of the loyalty program. So yeah. if if I pay the hundred and fifteen, then where am I going to get my discounts? Exactly. Well, the 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 the, no, the businesses are known as supporter businesses, mm-hmm. and they. Every supporter business, whether it be um, someone with a home-based business right up to corporate-sized businesses, will be showing corporate social responsibility when they participate in this loyalty programme. There are two types of participants uh, in the programme. There are the, the members and then there are the supporter businesses. So if you could just imagine this um, here in Auckland, in the metropolis, we are able to, through our awareness and call to action campaign, um, reach businesses and through whatever forums. <laughs> you know, we're hoping that we're going to get some some big players on. We're um, even going to the government and various other. Uh, that that's yeah. So that we hope that will happen. But basically, we want to get every business. This is an invitation to every business not just in Auckland, New Zealand, but the globe to participate in this global operation Mm. and to show corporate social responsibility. And as a supporter business, they will receive free advertising space on our charity's website to offer their discount or special offer Mm. to the funding members. Mm. Now, if you have a look at the likes of, are you familiar with um, the daily deals like Grab One, Mm -hmm. et cetera? We get those emails. Yeah, of course you do. And and a a lot of those specials are like here in Auckland, of course, would be a restaurant. You get Mm. some really good discounts. Now, those businesses, um, clearly businesses are happy to part with paying uh, giving a healthy discount to the, the viewers on the Grab One site. They're also um, prepared to pay the commission to Grab One. Um, there are also administration fees, so commission fees, administration fees, and there are also a penalty fees. I know because um, we sell, we've sold thousands with my, my manufacturing company. Mm-hmm. We, we've sold thousands and thousands of products. So it can get up to between 40 and 50% that we're paying in, in, um, in discounts mm-hmm. or and, and the fees. Now, if logic would tell me anyway that if these businesses are prepared um, to get more customers to part with that that those sort of you know that sort of money, then they would be prepared to offer a five percent discount, um, or or if they want to offer the, offer the same discount mm. um, for these as they do on the grab one. Yeah. So here's then. the here's so, here's my take on it, or you can take it as you want, but I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Um, but it's it's a good theory, but I haven't heard which businesses are actually supporters. For example, well, we haven't done, we haven't gone there yet. Oh, okay. Because because well, we did. We've trialed it. Right. We've trialed it, but if you if you can understand mm-hmm. that we don't just need um, 300 businesses. Right. 300 businesses is not going to make this work. Mm-hmm. We want to have, in New Zealand, we want to have thousands of businesses and globally millions of businesses. Right. Because if we have a look at what we're trying to help here, 
um, we with the, you know um, reducing extra the the big problems in the world. Yeah. Um, well, I hear the heart behind it. I yeah. love the heart. I think yeah. it's wonderful, and yeah. your own story yeah. resonates because that's where you've come from. You yeah. know that reducing poverty, helping children's education. These are things that we, mm. I believe in, and mm. that's wonderful. Mm. What I'm wondering about is um, in terms of the practical reality of the idea, okay. which if you, if you are going to approach businesses, um, how are you going to get them on board? And we have, I'll tell you what we've done. Mm-hmm. We're, like I said, we've trialled it. Um, as we did with the cold call with the SPCA, I just got on the phone. Yep. and just randomly um, phoned businesses and asked them in support back then it was um, of child poverty and animal welfare is your business able to give a 5% discount to members that come um, and purchase from your mm-hmm. business yes, 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 yes and yes I can give a 10% discount I can't give a 5% discount um, because I, I don't, you know, I don't make enough but what I can do, this is a garage door um, um, company in Whangarei said I can give a second second um, garage door remote mm-hmm. so the whole idea of this this model is so that the funding members can get back the cost of their membership fee mm-hmm. in increments or in one or in one hit now it has you could you could so, so how so many businesses are supporters is is that can we talk but, about the numbers? No, well we haven't we haven't you because haven't because what what we have to do no we haven't launched right. like I said at the in the instance we haven't yep. launched because because this is um, a global operation we have our website needs to be such that um, when we were just operating in New Zealand we had a different website now we've gone to an information only website. Um, whilst we wait for the the multi-language website that needs to be built built and that needs to be huge sure okay but whilst when we had the other website we did have businesses on there okay okay but we we need to if we can if you can just picture this Mm. if we have a large database Mm -hmm. of businesses which is what we're going to be doing in the first instance i'll just let's just project forward um a few weeks um, like I said, we're working with the Sustainable Development Goals Centre in Africa, mm-hmm. and what um, I've, I'm waiting for a call from the general. Mm. I'm not sure. Yes, the general secretary, um, Dr. B. Lay is his name. Okay. I'm um, going to be having a, a conversation with him or a Skype session with him this week. Sure. And we've actually asked if they will partner with us. Now the mem- the board members of that. Um, Centre, are most of the African presidents. Mm-hmm. So if you can just picture this, that Angela can't go out to anybody. Nobody knows me. But in Africa, which is where most of our work is going, most of the funds is going to go in the first instance, Africa mm-hmm. and India, mm-hmm. but mainly Africa, the, the, pers- the, the, the board members will be asked, if they partner with us, they will be asked to communicate with all all those that they associate with, which includes one of the board members is Amina Muhammad, and she is the um, secretary. Oh, I 
get mixed up with all these with secretary. There's lots of titles. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. No, that's okay. Uh, so, yeah. so, what, so, so you're going to set up a conference call or something with them, and, and when you have that call yep. and you say to them, here's what we can offer yep. you, we yep. will be sending you money. Yep. Yes. And they say, what uh, do we great, need to do? Um, what, uh, we, we want money. <laughs> no one's going to say no yep. to we want money. Yep. I, I just am struggling with uh, um, where the money is going to come okay. from like, part stay of with the me. story. Yeah, just stay with me on <laughs> sure. this, okay? Yeah, okay. Because, um, so just picture this. Yep. You go to um, Dr. Bilay. Great. And he speaks to all the pre- African presidents. Mm-hmm. Most of those African presidents would have been a, a, a part of the 193 mm-hmm. signatories, signatories um, to the 2030 agenda for the SDGs. Mm-hmm. Okay, and as a sig- as a signatory, um, a, and by the way, New Zealand, our government is a signatory, one of those 193. Mm-hmm. They they made up. It's not a, it's not a law, but they said yes, we want to do a as much as we can to make these goals a, a success. So the, the board members of the STG Centre for Africa mm. um, did the same. So all we, this is all we are asking them to do because what will happen is that it will just take on a life of, it, of its own. If you can, hopefully you'll be able to see this. So just say those leaders... Um, they have contacts in, you know, in high places. Sure. So the whole idea is that we we have, um, and this is this is what I'm going to pitch to him mm-hmm. that on, on the first of July we start um, a global, um, what's called the a global SDGs networkathon mm-hmm. to help our suffering planet and its people. And what that is is that through every means of communication globally mm-hmm. um, you know those leaders will pull in the radios the television the the, the the internet we're actually even hoping to partner with with Google and Facebook we want to pull them in because the social enterprise arm of this um, initiative allows for us to um, to pay for the services mm-hmm. of those that would help get this yeah. this out. So what we have offered, we've already sent it through to Google, to to um, well, we're trying to get through to Google. Put this way, we're trying to go through the New Zealand offices. Mm-hmm. Is that uh, Mark Zuckerman, mm-hmm. um, and his wife, mm-hmm. and the um, the new Google. CEO whose name is an Indian chappy, Sanchet, I think is, might be his name, is that they are agreeable. Our social enterprise arm will pay them a percentage of the fee from each membership mm-hmm. if they will take it upon themselves to help us reach every household and every business on this planet to invite them to be participants in this program. Right. Okay, so that so if if we can accomplish that, so we want to do a one month networkathon, yeah, and to bring in the businesses alone, only sure. the businesses. Yeah. So when we've got the website operating and all these millions, hundreds of millions of businesses, at on the website 
offering a f- off a 5% discount um, in their own language because the website will be such if all the China's, if you want, if you're a member in China, you go onto the website, you go pick your country and you'll see them. But it's also such that if you are a traveller, if you, are, you know, if you travel overseas, you'll be able to use your cards overseas, for right. example. Yeah. So the whole idea is to have a one month um, networkathon to bring on the supporter businesses. Yeah. And then follow up with the um, step two um, networkathon, and that's to bring on the supporter businesses, which incidentally, um, are not the supporter businesses, the network members. So the supporter businesses offer the discount, so we want that, but they c- themselves can become a network member. So they can give, they can be the uh, rewarder yep. for loyalty, but they can also be receive um, the discounts themselves. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it makes, I mean, I hear what you're saying. I hear the theory of it. And yeah. I, yeah. I completely understand the, the, your background mm. and your perspective and that you want to help the world and make it a better place. Uh, um, mm. That you want to alleviate poverty, for example, yeah. that you want to help education, that you want to help animals eventually and that type of thing. Mm. The, the struggle that I'm having, I mm-hmm. guess, and this is sort of me um, in my own background, because I meet a lot of people with startup ideas who mm-hmm. want to change things or want to do something. Mm-hmm. You know, if you start talking about getting hundreds of millions of businesses to be on the website and, you know, that you want Facebook to be involved, mm-hmm. I can guarantee you their first question is going to be, it sounds great. How has it worked in New Zealand? And and if the answer is, well, actually, it didn't work in New Zealand, but we want to go bigger because it's going to work at a global yeah, scale. Yeah, I hear that. Then I'm just, I'm just trying to, um, I hope this is helpful as well. I'm trying to work yeah, out that, how you would yeah, explain it to yeah. people. Because if you tell them, I'm going to send you $2 million every month, what, what I mean, then what that's I mean, going to yeah. be, they'll, they'll say, perfect, I love what, it, thank yeah. you. Whereas if, you, if they then say, but where's the money yeah. coming from? And you yeah, say, well, yeah, we need yeah. your members to get, you need, we need your leaders to help us get members. I'm just struggling to see how it's going to work. Well, I, I hear what you're trying to do, yeah. but I'm just, I, and that's I hear the passion of it. I'm just not sure if the practical reality is going to match yeah, your, your It's a hope. bit like watch, watch this space. Sure. It really is. It really is that because like I said, when I, when I said it didn't take off in New Zealand, mm. to be honest, we didn't get the support mm-hmm. of those that we thought we could get the support from. Sure. And that was a huge letdown, which because New Zealand is not used to doing things on a big, on scale, on big scale. Mm. They really aren't. And um, we respect that, but at the same time, we really felt that because we're here to give funds to the New because we're not, if you have a look on our website, you'll see our mission is twofold. We haven't given up on New Zealand. Mm. So our mission is to reduce child poverty in New Zealand mm-hmm. and that's and we and also to and our other mission is um, for the the global operation. Mm-hmm. And the global operation will actually take care of animal welfare. Right. Okay. Now the the important thing is to like I said, we uh, were hugely disappointed that we didn't get the backing of those that we thought that work in the same space. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was educated a bit more. Mm-hmm. And every in New Zealand, we're very siloed, mm-hmm. very siloed. Mm-hmm. And everyone's 
too scared of partnering because they'll, they might lose their funding or have to share their funding. Sure. So not meaning to be disrespectful, it was um, an eye-opener and I might, I don't, I've, I found it very difficult and mm. I was uh, tremendously sad over, over that. But I was made to realise, well, that's just the way that it is. Mm. Um, and that's really, really, um, still, still saddens me. However, those that we thought would um, work alongside us um, are happy to take the money sure. when we bring it in. Yeah, sure. So, and what was um, the reasons for not working with you, do you think? What were some of the things? Um, one was because it was too different an idea, mm-hmm. despite the fact that it is just a loyalty program. Mm. It is just a loyalty program sure. after all. It's just an enormous loyalty program. Yeah. And um, it is... Uh, and while we have small community charities mm-hmm. ours is just a global charity sure and if, and when we come back to the the um the SDGs in 2000 and October 2016 banking moon the then secretary general for the for the UN um put out a press release on October the 10th mm. that that said that their um that there's very much a need for innovative, scalable, um, um, and scalable financial slash funding solutions yep. if the SDGs are to be achieved. Now we're into the third year, and if you check out the press um, releases, um, it is known that there are trillions of dollars needed each year up to 2030. And whilst back in 2015, everyone is getting really excited about the prospect of, of investors and, and the lights coming on board, and there were many pledges made. Mm-hmm. Um, the the sad um, reality is that those those funds, uh, those finances, particularly in the in the form of investments, are not mm. being realised. Sure, they're not coming in. You're aware of that. Yeah, yeah. Well, so yeah. I mean, the the thing that I hear though that you use the word scalable there, like we need scalable things. Scalable, you start you start with something uh-huh. that works uh-huh. on a small scale, uh-huh. and then you get bigger and bigger uh-huh. and bigger. Uh-huh. And it just feels to me like I love the heart behind what you want to do. Well, we could go uh, out know, and start uh, in Whangarei, and we could start in Auckland. Like I said at the, yeah. at the start, we could do that. Sure. But we're also, we're also planting the seeds, seeds of field, okay? Yeah. So if this thing with um, Africa takes off, of course, the thing is that we are a charity mm. and we are short-staffed. Or yeah. and we don't have the staff yeah. to get out and do the cold call work. So the, the obvious thing is to get as many as you can to help go out to the, um, to the businesses. Yeah. And there are various ways that we can do that. Um, there are schools that are agreeable to, are, that um, are agreeable to help us out. Sure. Okay, so it's not like we haven't got the help. It's a matter of having the time to pull everything together and to, to have it coordinated yeah. so that it can... And I myself am time poor. Yeah. I'm very time poor because I'm trying, like I said, I'm trying to tie for a lot of loose ends to pull this thing all together. Yeah. So if I assign myself, let's put it this way, if I assign myself... Um, two solid weeks to just 
do the cold call work, yes, we would get the, the businesses. And already I have hundreds of businesses, mm. but we haven't got a website to load them up on. Mm. Okay, so the, 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 the best way, the most efficient and effective way to get the businesses on is to just blitz the business community. Sure. And I can't do that as I can't do that as one person. Yeah. So I need the help of yeah. others, which is what why we uh, we went out and help for help in the first place. Mm. And they yeah. said no. So so you see, it's sort of stuck. Mm. But there's well, not it's a bit of a catch twenty two. Yeah. Well, but, I but need. Yeah, and and I want to emphasize that I love the heart of what you want to do. It's simply I think you'll find that people say, well, how has it worked in practice and what you've done already? Oh, we've already had that, but we're, yeah. you know, as many as we've had that have said that, mm. there have been twice as many that says, this is a brilliant idea, let's just, like, like um, have I mentioned Helen Clark? Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, Phil O'Reilly? Right. Phil O'Reilly, thanks, you know, he's he's already, as you know, he's, is he the chair of the OECD or something? Mm. I can't remember. But he works in an international yeah. um, field. And he has he has said, yes, a resource like this, this is, yes, necessary. Yeah. So we believe that once we have people that have got influence um, come on board they will be enough to to help sway the the decision of those that are indecisive. Yeah. They say, oh, this is a bit different. Yeah. You know. Uh, <laughs> well, well, I wish you I wish you all yeah. the best and success with it. I just have a feeling that to get the people on board to promote it and be involved, you're going to have to have a track record that proves that it works on a small scale. Maybe you just start in Whangarei and it is taking two weeks to cold call, but you prove that it works there, and then you go, right, we're doing Auckland, yeah. now North Island, now South Island, yeah, we now we're going that, to Australia. Except we haven't got the time. Right. We just but don't have the time. Yeah, okay. No, not yeah. we, no, we. Yeah. I'm talking about the world doesn't oh, okay. have the time. Oh, I see. You know, yeah. the world does not have the time already. Um, the, already, the, mm. the, 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 cons- the, the words are even being... Um, you know, whispered at the stage, it's not going to happen. Yeah. The, the SDGs are a fail. They, they, you know, they they were never, they never, it was never guaranteed uh, to be a success. Yeah. But the, they're just, it's just a lumping thing at the moment. Yeah. There's nothing substantial coming out of anywhere because yeah. the, the the global economy is su- such that the the trillions of dollars that they they say are sitting on the sidelines mm-hmm. and the world leaders are trying to to um, to encourage the investors to you know invest your money because we can't do it mm-hmm. without your investment yep. the money is not coming in because of the fragility now the 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 financial, economic, f- global fragility and the, the wars and everything. Nobody wants to invest their money into areas that they're not going to get, you know, get a return on. Yeah. It's just... Yeah, so, so it's a global problem and you have yeah. a global vision for the solution. No, it's I not just that. It's not the solution. Yeah. What we, what we, we're not looking to take away the responsibility of those that whose responsibility it is. We're just a charity with what we believe is um, a funding global funding solution that can work alongside existing um, 
means to finance mm. the achievement of the SDGs. Yeah. So we're not looking to take anything away from anyone. Sure. We just want, and the great thing about this is that there is no risk to any participant mm-hmm. in this, um, and there is no financial burden on anyone. Mm-hmm. That's that's the that's the, that is the picture that exists through this. Yep. So the funding can come in. So each member. Um, once they, once the businesses are on, um, can receive back the cost of their membership f- fee, and they can receive additional um, discounts through the membership term. So it can even you can even consider it a, a type of investment membership because mm. you can pay one hundred and fifteen dollars, and you can get back seventeen thousand dollars through discounts over the. You know, um, sure. so it's not yeah. it's not anything that's going to be a financial burden. Yeah, it just it's just a different concept, and we um, urge people to be open minded to something different. Yeah, um, because that is what's needed. Yeah. We're not look, we're not looking to just take care of our local um, children and mm. our desal schools in Whangarei. Mm. Okay, we are hoping to. Um, through this loyalty program, be able to, um, you know, just make it so that it's an ex- exponential thing. You know, while whilst the community solutions are good, they are just incremental. And when we're talking about the SDGs, incremental is not going to cut it. Yeah, they need I hear what you're saying. Mm. All the, I guess, all I'm pointing out is that yeah. you're saying we're, we've got this global problem. We need a global solution to help with it. And all mm. that I'm saying is that I'm pretty sure people are going to say, "Well, what's the local solution that has worked? Yeah, yeah, that yeah. is a viable business yeah, model yeah. that sh- you can point to and say, well, look, here's what we did in New Zealand, yeah. and it's been a success. And yeah, now yeah, we're going to get you. bigger. Yeah. Um, because Absolutely. that's that's what I think." I guess I'd encourage you to think think oh, about already, that. Yeah, we have. And yeah. Yeah. Well, we yeah. Okay. But that's we, good. But what we do, what we do need to um, emphasise, what what do need to emphasise, is that we have got the backing of those that I've already said. Yeah, it would have have helped to have it just locally be seen to pro, be proven, but given what we're wanting to do. Yes, go big. Yeah. So yes, it's not they haven't taken on board, uh, you know, in the, in the early days mm-hmm. and throughout that you, what you've just suggested. Yeah. Done that, and it's not that we can't continue to do that, but we know that this is much bigger than us, mm. and we really can't um, can't delay. Yeah. Just can't yeah. delay. No, I hear you. And I love the heart behind it. I yeah. love what you want to achieve. So that's good. And I yeah. encourage you in that. I just am, yeah, just a little bit cautious about the extent to which we can do it on a global scale if we can't do it on a local scale. Well, I thought and so, it, yeah, and I, it's the local scale is, is only because we didn't get the support. Sure. From but if you didn't get support on the local scale, why will you get support on a global support, scale? On a global scale. Right. Yeah. So we you're are, having a conference call with Africa. Oh no, uh, and elsewhere. Sure. The the thing is that um, not had a, not meaning to be to sound disrespectful, mm. but here in New Zealand we're really narrow-minded. Sure. We really are. Whereas overseas, they're broad-minded out of necessity. Mm. You know, especially in the underprivileged lands, um, they're desperate. You know, we we um, 
we were a bit a bit scared and reserved here in New Zealand. Yeah. And um, there ain't time to be that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Angela, it's been a pleasure <laughs> yeah. to talk with you. Thank you so much for your time. And yeah. I know you drove oh, to you. come and, and have this chat. So, um, yeah, it's good to think through. And I, I loved hearing about your origin, where you were from originally, and what's clearly informed what you want to do today. Yep. And so I just, yeah, I wish you all the best. And um, I hope that good things can come from it if nothing else it will get people thinking and get people talking and that's really important isn't it so yeah yeah, thank you for joining me today thank you for having me well i hope you enjoyed listening to that interview with angela and hearing about her plans to promote the charity fundraising loyalty program to a global audience you can find out more at her website www.globalnetworksupportcharity.org And just to have said again, and hopefully it came through in the interview, I really do understand the heart behind what Angela is doing. And the concerns that I was raising were really to hopefully help to focus on the next achievable steps. But I do look forward to hearing positive updates of how it's all going. And I wish her all the very best. And just to finish off, a reminder that this is one of dozens of interviews. So if you enjoyed this one, you might want to check out one of those earlier ones as well. Until next time.